welcome back to The Hive. And this week, um, I'm really pleased to have back Sarah Brewster as our guest panellist. Um, some of you will remember that Sarah joined us when we were uh, talking about mental health and well-being during Mental Health Awareness Week, uh, what seems like a lifetime ago, back in the, uh, in the early period of, of lockdown. So welcome back, Sarah. Nice to have you. Um, and of course, um, our regular panellist, Lorna, as well. And today we're going to be talking about the, the return to work. And there's, there's, you know, there's quite a lot of coverage on, in the press from various points of view. And I think we wanted to take as our topic today, um, now is not the time to frighten people back to the office. Discuss. You know, do we, are we seeing that happening? If we're seeing that happening, is it, is it, should we be doing it? You know, is it, is it time to start giving people a, a kick up the backside to get back to the office? Um, have people had six months of lounging around at work and dossing about in the sunshine and it's time they got back to work? Um, or alternatively, you know, what else, what, what, you know, what have we been seeing? Have we been seeing improved productivity, improved work-life balance? Um, going on so um, yes I think it's fair to say that our policy makers are certainly making big efforts to encourage people to return to get back to work um, which kind of implies that they haven't been doing anything for the last six months I fear but uh, and I know from Lorna's face she's got something to say about this so go on Lorna you kick it off oh, I don't even know where to begin with this I have such a rant in me about it um, I've got a feed. So I, I think there's a, there's a couple of things. There's the broader policymaker piece around the, um, the economic recovery and um, which quick levers might we be able to pull to resurrect certain parts of our economy and how do we do that versus, um, the potentially the longer term view of if the world of work is evolving and has evolved very quickly, and the future of cities and offices look very different. What does that mean about the economy that springs up around them and supports them? So there's that piece, which mm -hmm. is a, a whole other section, I think, mm -hmm. like four more hours of ranting. That's another, another high <laughs> rant, yes. There's that. And then there's the fear of frightening people back to work. I saw somebody say the other day, what have I been doing from my kitchen table for the past six months if it's not work? Whilst yes. I'm also homeschooling slash babysitting slash fighting with my other half about who gets which bit of the kitchen table slash trying to wrestle the broadband back from the neighbourhood teenagers who've been on it 24-7 for all of lockdown. I mean, what have people been, been doing? Yes. Um, yes. So I think the back to work narrative um, from the media is really, really unhelpful. I think motivating people through fear anyway, that Telegraph headline of back to work or you'll lose your jobs, yes. just so Shopping. irresponsible, yeah. so irresponsible. Yeah. Whether or not you've worked from a home or had to work from a home or it's not the reason why you may or may not be losing your job as a result of all the changes as part of, of COVID and the pandemic. Um, but people are exhausted. People have got fatigue around this, as we've talked about in previous um, episodes. Why would you ever want to use fear as a motivator to, to get them back in, into work anyway? It's a crap motivator. It doesn't really work. It's a very, you know, um, it's a very crude lever to pull if you want to get anyone to do anything. Mm. Um, and as you say, back to work's a misnomer. So no, 
Marks also, out of 10 on this, zero. <laughs> Null point. <laughs> Sarah, let's it, try harder. It, 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 it smacks, doesn't it, of a fairly old fashioned point of view that you have to be present to prove your worth. Um, how, how does that chime with some of the organisations where you, where you get involved? I find this really interesting that the media in, um, industry, from a press point of view, is still sort of using really old school headlines. I mean, most of the businesses I work with are working, well, all the businesses I've worked with are working successfully remotely. They're performing more highly than perhaps they were when they were in the office. Um, they measure it through really clever tools, so surveys and that, um, and that sort of thing. But, but also they're now beginning to ask their employees what they want and how they want to work and reforming that in a way that works for everyone bearing in mind that covid hasn't gone away mm. so we've got to on the one hand we've got them saying get back to work as, and to lorna's point well we were already working so what do you mean by get back to work but also on the other hand you're telling us that covid hasn't got better and it hasn't gone away you're not giving us any directive news about what the state of play with covid is so how can we make an informed decision as a business about what how we do safely get back to work mm. and as hr professionals we know that our duty of care is to do is to be safe mm. not just from a kind of physical way but from a well-being point of view from a, a whole well-being point of view so we can't just expect people to go back to work unless we're assessing what that looks like and what that bigger picture looks like and how we do it mm -hmm. but also I think we're diminishing where we've moved to in this whole thing in this whole last six months is we've really moved to a place where we can see that remote working is working successfully but also we're demonstrating that local economies are work are being um supported more because people are buying more locally so mm. what are we saying well some of the bigger chains have got to uh, taking an impact well maybe they were taking an impact anyway mm. so maybe there's a point at which we have to say oh I can't address the bigger cultural business business picture, but I can look at my local business picture and my local business picture, I'm happy to support. Mm. So there's a sense of, of rebalancing more broadly, isn't there? Not just rebalancing in terms of the extent to which people work in a workplace or a home workplace or where that workplace might be, but equally a sense of rebalancing the relationship between city centres and outlying commuter areas and more rural locations and the infrastructures around those and commercial property versus housing stock and oh it's that it's a big big picture and it it, it seems to me that a lot of these messages are fairly are very much about the sort of short term we need to just keep our city centres functioning in terms of the the hospitality industry and the coffee shops and the sandwich bars and all the rest of it which of course we you know we we've got to think about that but it that's not the be all and end all of the whole thing is it by any means um no. so how what, what would you say Lorna how would how would somebody because I'm sure you know these these slightly old-fashioned attitudes are are prevalent in certain quarters um and therefore in, an, in a typical business environment there's going to be people who hold with that view that actually for the last six months, people have just been dossing or working from home, you know, working from home. Um, how can 
HR people particularly kind of try and rebalance those perceptions? What, what tools could they call on? Well, I think, um, so actually, I, I mean, I'm with Sarah. I, all the clients that I'm working with are not going, oh, Boris says we should go back to the office, so we'll drag everybody back to the office. Um, most of them are, are trying to balance the, the very practical, I've got X thousand square feet of office space and this many thousand employees, and what's the equation to keep a two-meter distance and how do we make that? Oh, That's yeah. what most employees are trying to do at the moment. Mm. And also asking people, hey, do you want to come back? Because the problem for a lot of employees isn't necessarily being in that office space people are missing social contact but it's it's i've got to get on a tube to get there and i don't yeah. want to have to do that or i've got to get on a train or whatever else mm. so i think the first thing is equip yourself with some facts what are other organizations doing um what's the demographic of your employee population what are the practical things that you have to adhere to from a health and safety point of view so mm. i was talking to an md of an organization the other day and actually it wasn't it wasn't a fuddy-duddy kind of old-fashioned person who was pushing the agenda. It was um, quite a young um, uh, but fairly senior, uh, very dynamic, very well thought of employee was really saying, look, me and my team really want to come back to the office. It doesn't seem fair that we can't and we've got this rotor system. And so the MD was saying, oh, Lorna, I'm really... I'm, uh, are we thinking about this wrong? And we thought through it in a very logical sequence. And the maths said we couldn't fit any more people into the office. Mm -hmm. The only way to make it fair was to have a system where you rotated and to, to make sure that you were. And there are practical terms like you don't want a COVID outbreak mm. in your organisation. You really you don't. don't. want to you... shut down operations no. or isolate people. So practically, you have to adhere to social distancing then you've got people who are shielding people who are in you know very vulnerable situations or looking after very vulnerable people at home i think there are um my husband works for a charity and all of the board are um old lawyers old retired lawyers and the last time they were in an office was probably 1972 and they are all convinced that if they're not you know in the office plus it's law so you know you measure and bill by people's time so it's just presenteeism central they're all convinced that if they're all at home and you can't see them they're all you know slacking so they have to be in the office as quickly as possible and they surveyed the organization and 95 percent of the staff said no we're good and we think we're more productive thank you and i was talking to a, um, a divisional director of a global business the other day um, from his home in Florence with the background behind oh. him and his little boy running in and out of the scene, playing in the garden. Mm. Um, and his PA had said to me, I think it's really great that the, the employees are getting to see, you know, really senior people in real life and we don't mm. want to lose that. But he said to me, do you know what, Lorna, we've done the maths and people have been more productive over the past five months yes. across all job types in this really diverse organisation. And I'm good with it. Yeah. I'm good with how we are. Yeah, and that's the end. Do that. Mm. Do the maths. Prove, you know, actually, logistically, we, we, we can do these things. Productivity-wise, mm. output-wise, whatever it is you're using, by the logic is going to tell you that we, we're not suffering from working, mm. you know, in a more flexible way. Excellent. Sarah, anything to add to that before we close this session? I think to add to that is that as we... As, um, well done. Um, the furlough scheme starts to unfold more and more we need to be addressing or looking at where there's how that how we're operating as businesses and how actually 
the people who are if we if, if office workers are more productive working in this way then the economy may well not have been reliant on those office workers but those people who were in more manual jobs and actually if those are the ones if it if, if those are the ones who haven't been able to work because of the furlough scheme and because businesses have had to shut down then actually how do we support those businesses to survive and thrive and those individuals to survive and thrive in a world that may well have changed so actually mm -hmm. to me this 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 piece needs so much more understanding than just one it's not just about office workers it mm. is you know office workers clearly have been really productive the data is is, is showing that it's shouting that in fact really loudly mm. so there's there's more to it than that in terms of the economy if, if you ask me you know, they're saying that the economy and and also you know if it's if the only source that's coming out is the the media telling us that the economy economy is flatlined i want more evidence i don't just believe it sorry <laughs> excellent lovely all right well lorna sarah thank you very much it's the key thing is evidence look for it find more the proof is definitely there we are more productive and fear is not a good tool to use in any event so thank you very much bye-bye <laughs>